0: In building products that create real value for your users, setting up a robust feedback loop is quintessential. My approach to Execute Space with Eboard is no different. Execute Space with Eboard is and forever will be for you, the listener, which is why engaging with you about the content covered is the basis of this podcast. After all, this podcast is to add value to you, the listener, as you grow your business. Since the last episode, I've been approached by listeners to dive deeper into teams, setting up a founding team, bringing in co-founders, and how to ensure that they stay invested in the startup through its many ups and downs. Because of this, the focus of this episode is on two of the four aspects that are necessary for a successful startup, which are team and execution. Zayo's success today has largely been because of the great team that we've been able to build. However, this has not always been the case. The team as it is today looks very different to how it looked when you started in 2017. Zayo started out of a conversation that was happening at the CAF at a university campus. It was between a friend and myself. The whole idea at the time was to connect students that were looking to get more employable, that were studying computer science with entrepreneurs that were on campus, They were looking to get their solutions built. To make this a possibility, we needed to speak to the chairperson of the developer society at the time. We had a meeting with him and we discussed exactly the plan that we had for the business as well as what we had planned for the society and how we would collaborate. This vision resonated with him so much so that the very next day he sent us a text saying, I want to be part of what you guys are building. For me, this was very important because it meant that the vision that we had sold to this person resonated within, and we ended up having this person join with the team itself because firstly, we kind of had an idea of who he was, and secondly, the vision that we had was one that he shared with us. The next person that joined the team was just as organic as the first one. We had built a couple of projects with them. We gained a lot of insight. They would consult us quite regularly in terms of, what it felt like to be a user on the platform, i.e. the developer, as well as what the experiences they felt while working with the client. We realized soon that we could add this person to the team and that's exactly what we did. The next three people that joined us, it was in a very similar fashion. It was very organic. Um, what really drew them to joining Zaya was the vision itself. The first person that joined us joined after, I mean, it was a person that I had known for a very long time and we subsequently added them to the team. And then the next two joined after we merged with a startup that they were running on campus. It was in a very similar space as us and we felt as if why not, you know, form one business and just push it forward. At this point, there were seven people in the team. We're pretty confident that this was a team that was going to drive the vision forward. But As we started approaching investors or interacting with stakeholders outside of the business, we soon realized that there was actually a problem in the team size. The size of the team was particularly a problem for investors as this bloated our cap table. So the cap table, in essence, is the capitalization table of the business. And in short, this is a spreadsheet that shows how much each person in the business owns from an equity perspective. And this is over a period of time and as a team we're very comfortable in terms of explaining to investors why our capital table looked the way it did as we built the business people started falling off so we were a team of seven at that point and because of different ambitions people starting startups on the side um, people were studying as well it wasn't easy to necessarily keep the core team as it was The first person that dropped off was the person that I started the business with. He had other commitments um, in the form of another startup that started taking up a lot of his time. We sat down and discussed, and subsequently he left the business. The next person that dropped off was because of mainly personal reasons. Um, But in the process, there was a bit of conflict that did occur. And I think this would be the perfect time to say that These things do happen when there is a team involved. You will fight with your founders. You will argue. You will not see eye to eye with each other. But it is very important to sit each other down and actually express your feelings. Say, okay, this does not sit right with me. And see eye to eye and come to a resolution. At the end of the process, we were able to do that. Because it really is about having those mature conversations. I mean, we were 19 turning 20 and already we were having found a conflict. We could have approached those situations with our egos and parts of it we probably did. But it helped that we had an advisor who helped us mediate the entire situation. And the last person that did leave the company, it was quite similar in essence, where we felt as if as a core team we were moving at a specific pace and that the person who, you know, subsequently left, they weren't moving in the same pace in which we that we or at least at the same pace that we needed them to. We sat down, it was around a boardroom table, and we came to a resolution. The person did leave, and at the end of it, as the team is today, is how we ended up moving forward. Out of the entire experience, there was one thing that did bring us all together. It was the vision itself. We all shared the vision. We all had the vision resonate within us. And that was the one reason why Anyone that was part of that team joined the team itself. And as we went through all the conflicts and people dropping off, what we used or what we were leaning on the entire time in making those decisions was the vision. This business, regardless of what happens, has to move on. We need to realize this vision in the world. Yes, we're young. Yes, we are. I mean, we are still young even now. But having those mature conversations and having, you know, external advisors and having the vision to anchor us in all these conversations really did help. To reiterate the words that I mentioned in the last episode, these things are changeable. Your team, your idea, the product itself, and how you go about executing everything. These things are not cast in stone. So do not stress about it. Do not stress about them. Because as you build your business, you realize what actually works for the business and what doesn't. There's one recurring theme out of all of this that I want you to keep in mind. It's the importance of a shared vision. It is honestly the glue of your entire business. It will help you to see who to bring into the business from the beginning. It will also help you to see who should remain in the business if anything does happen as you build the business it will also inform how you go about hiring people as the business grows what i want to get to next is setting up your founding team and what you might have heard from the story that i just told is that there's no clear way or right way of setting up your founding team so maybe you're a single founder maybe you're a founder with two three people already what you need to understand is that there's a big chance that the people that you bring on might not have the same motivations as you who are currently building the business have. But what is important is that by all means, you try to be bound by the vision. What has been important for me is to continue to reiterate this, especially in the early stages, because businesses go through a lot of ups and downs. This helps in keeping everyone aligned. An easy way to find the right people is to work with people that you know and trust. I would strongly discourage working with strangers. Yes, there have been some cases where I've heard that a founding team has met online or through a friend. But what I've also seen is that from the number of people that have formed businesses that way, they do not necessarily work as well as people that have known each other. You might not necessarily want to be working with your best friend or your family member, etc. But when there is some sort of relationship that exists first there's an element of relatability and this can help when driving the vision forward and based on the lessons that i've learned in building xio and you know other projects that i've had on the side there's pretty much a checklist that i've developed that i use every time that i consider a founding team there are three questions that i ask myself one are we aligned in terms of vision and mission two do their skills complement are they a duplicate of skills that are already in existence in the team and then three are they solution orientated we've already spoken in depth about having somebody into the team that has the same vision as you this is honestly the driving force of the entire business in terms of having somebody with skills that you yourself don't have or anyone in the team that is currently there it really helps in being able to perform certain tasks or executing on the idea better. You want to have somebody that fills in the gaps that are currently in the team. And in terms of having somebody that is solution orientated, this is a key part of execution. You would much rather have somebody that is proactive in solving issues as opposed to somebody that brings issues to the business. You need somebody that is relentlessly resourceful to be able to solve whatever issue that arises. Because trust me, there will be a lot of issues that arise as you build the business. As I close off the segments about the founding team, make sure that you as a founder or the team that you have already are protected at all times. One thing that you need to sort out is your shareholders' agreement. Make sure that as the shares are allocated, you do not allocate all the shares at the same time or upon somebody joining the team. Have a vesting share structure in place. What this means is that the shares are allocated in tranches, and they're allocated based on a time frame or based on a certain person reaching a specific milestone. This means that you as the team itself hold on to all the shares in the beginning and the person receiving the shares, be it you, be it the founder, receive the shares given the terms or the conditions that are written in the shareholders agreement. So if one of the milestones or one of the conditions of the shareholders agreements is that the person needs to be in the business for a specific period of time they need to pass that amount of time in the business or add value in the business for that specific period of time before they receive their share and in considering your shareholders agreement there's one aspect of it that may take a while in terms of discussing. This is where you split up the equity. First of all, there's no clear way to do this. There's no one person that can say, this is how you do it, and that's definitely not how you do it. It's based on a lot of factors. There is a book out there that's called Slicing the Pie, that you can use to determine how much equity goes to each person. But what we've learned or what we've been advised is that you're all adding the same amount of value to the business, especially early on. There's really not much to say or there's not much to call a business. Try to be as fair or as equal as possible because later on, you know, once things have been decided, people will have a motivation or be motivated at least to build the business based on how much ownership they have in the business itself. If one person is sitting with 10% and, you know, the rest, the founders are sitting with the rest of 90%, maybe even splits in between where they have 45 each, The person with 10% will definitely lose interest or will not be as motivated as the people with the 45%. So be fair, be considerate, and think about what implications will it have in the business later on if we give somebody a certain amount as opposed to giving them an amount that they may feel that they're due over a period of time. I know this is a very touchy subject because it speaks to compensation. And you, maybe as a lone founder, or maybe you founded it with two, maybe three people in the beginning, feel as if this is your idea. This is the amount of time and energy you've put in, in the beginning. So this person should not get as much as you in the business. It's a very situational thing to approach. So If you've gone very far, yes, you might want to lean towards having more equity for yourself. But if they're in the business very early on, you might want to consider being very equal, at least lean towards being equal in terms of dividing the equity. And now that we've discussed teams, let's talk about execution. There's no clear way of executing on all the plans that you have within your business. But having a healthy culture as well as a shared vision do go a long way in helping you execute within the business. In giving advice about execution, there are three things I'd like you to place importance on. The first one is focus. Always ask yourself, what are we spending our time on, our energy on, as well as what are we spending our money on? And with all of those, ask yourself why. The second thing is to work on the things that are important. Do the things that move the business from point A to point B. Spend most of your time, or all of it if possible, doing only tasks that help your business progress in the immediate term. And lastly, you should always aim to work at a very high intensity. You should have a bias towards action. Your business needs to be focused on working things that move the business forward. Try not to have too many meetings and use meetings as a time at which to align everyone in the team as to what's going to happen moving forward. Otherwise, meetings can tend to take away from the business itself, and you end up having meetings just for the sake of having meetings. So in summary, a competent and efficient team that works constantly towards the realization of the company's vision and mission is important in creating momentum and setting the trajectory of your business. This is what will lead to the growth of your business. A strong vision will always attract a great founding team and will lead you to figure out very quickly whether or not potential founders or members of the team share the same vision as well as beliefs as you have for the business. Have your own checklist to make sure that you bring on the right people into the team. Protect yourself at all times. Get the NDA signed, get the shareholders agreement signed so that if anything does happen in the business, you are protected at all times. When it comes to execution, there's no formula to execute, but there are some guidelines. Keep focused, work on the things that are important, and work at a high intensity.